0: The New York Giants wrap up the 2023 regular season at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Can the G-Men finally get the better of their division rivals? We're talking that plus key storylines, matchups, predictions, and more on this special crossover edition of Locked On Giants, Locked On Eagles, coming your way next.
1: You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
0: day. This crossover edition of Locked On Giants, Locked On Eagles is brought to you by Prize the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL, entered in all lowercase letters, for a first deposit match up to $100. Hello, everybody. Welcome on in to a special crossover edition Locked On Giants, Locked On Eagles. My name is Patricia Chena, I'm the host of Locked On Giants. And his name is Lou DiBiase. He's one of the co-hosts of Locked On Eagles. And we are here to get you ready for Sunday's regular season finale, Giants and Eagles at MetLife Stadium. Kickoff is at 4.30 p.m. And we want to welcome in our respective everydayers, our newcomers, our subtext community members, and everybody in between. We appreciate you liking and listening to us and Don't forget to hit subscribe and that little bell for notifications whenever you want to get new videos from us. And uh, Lou, on today's program, we're going to talk about the key storylines, the key matchups, and some predictions. So Lou, glad to see you. Happy New Year to you. Hope you had a great holiday.
1: You as well, Patricia. And this is a a big game, at least for the Eagles. A lot riding on this one for sure. Didn't think they're going to be in this position in the final week of the year, if you would have asked me
0: just a month ago. But a lot to play for, at least on this side. Absolutely. And we'll talk about that. And since the Eagles are the visitors, I know you have uh, some key storylines you're going to give me. But I want to start off by asking you a question. And I think you know what's coming. Mm. Is Nick Sirianni really serious about sitting guys considering that the division title is on the Mm. line and you can't necessarily assume that Dallas is going to beat Washington, even though the odds are pretty much in their favor? You can't make that assumption. Do you really think Nick is going to sit everybody?
1: I really don't. I mean, if they know this game is not going to have any shot of helping them win the NFC East, then maybe at that point, halftime rolls through. If you've got a nice lead, maybe at that point you consider, you know, resting Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, some of those veterans on the offensive line like Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. But... Because at that point, you'd be locked in, Patricia, to the five-seed. You're a wild-card team going on the road regardless. But because there is still a chance that you could win the division, right, if Washington – again, I don't think it's likely the Cowboys lose to the Commanders, but the Commanders have some pieces on offense, and Dallas has choked in the past, and they've lost to some inferior opponents this year. So there's a chance at that where you could still be the two-seed. Or the other reason I wouldn't wouldn't rest starters, Patricia, is because this team has just, over the last five games – just played a terrible product of football, very inconsistent on both sides of the ball. The coaching staff has not been great. They're one and four in their last five games, and they need to get some sort of momentum, any sort of confidence heading into the postseason. Again, this was a team that was 10-1, and the one seed on top of the world, and now suddenly to get to a Super Bowl, they might have to win three straight road games. So they need to build some momentum and just any sort of any sort of momentum to feel good about. I think it's too important to have these guys out there. So maybe for a half at that point, if the division's out of reach, but I don't think Sirianni, no, I don't think he's going to completely rest starters for all four quarters. I can't see that.
0: Do you see any other stores? You know, obviously the division title is, is probably the main one for the Eagles, but is there anything else that you're keeping your eye on for this weekend?
1: Yeah, for me, I think it's again, just finding some sort of hope in the weaknesses of this roster right now. I think you want to see, Offensive coordinator Brian Johnson gets something going when it comes to play calling. Just some sort of, again, hope that you can rely on this coaching staff, and it's not going to have to be Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, and whatever version of uh, hopefully a healthy Devontae Smith you get in the playoffs as he suffered a a low ankle sprain, I should say, mild one uh, last week against Arizona. Those stars on offense, including the offensive lineman, have had to carry you. So you hope the coaching staff has a good performance. I think on defense, too, the second and third level, the personnel is what it is. I don't think it's going to get better this year. But I'm watching against the Giants. Can this pass rush get going? Like that's supposed to be your bread and butter. That's where General Manager Howie Roseman invested so many resources. First round picks, multiple this year in pass rushers, big contracts, bringing back veterans like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, and they've been non-existent. They've just disappeared over the last month and a half. So if the Eagles want any chance, even as wild card road warriors, of making a run in the postseason that defensive line has to get to the quarterback. So hopefully they can do that this time around against New York.
0: And of course for the Giants, they're going nowhere. They're going home after this weekend's game, unfortunately, another losing season, but gosh, wouldn't it be nice for the Giants who have lost, I believe seven in a row now against the Eagles to finally get the better of them. Now, last time when they played them on Christmas day, they actually played them close for about a half and then things got out of control the Giants just don't have the the horses, if you will, to match up with the Eagles. Their roster just needs so much more work. And I know from a Giant fan perspective, a lot of people are saying, just lose the game, get the better draft choice. And I know that Brian Dable, the players, they don't believe in tanking. They're not going to just lay down and die. Uh, they're going to go and they're going to try and be competitive. They're going to look to win. Dable has already said that Tyrod Taylor will get the start at quarterback. Last time Tommy DeVito got the start was pulled at halftime for Tyrod Taylor, and they're just going to go the, out and they're going to try and compete. And I think an underlying story that really nobody's talking about is that this is potentially the last game for several uh, or a couple of beloved giants. Mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard being one, um, he's been with the team. He's the longest tenured rec- uh, player on the team. Um, so this will most likely be his last game. And then the future of Saquon Barkley, the running back, is up in the air. So will he be back next year? And if not, you know, Saquon Barkley's just been a really, you know, good representative of the organization, the face of the franchise. So Giant fans who come to this game on Sunday, uh, weather permitting, of course, (laughs) um, they could very well be watching the final games of Sterling Shepard Saquon Barkley and then you know you can also throw in maybe Xavier McKinney the safety who hasn't been with the team as long but you know who's been a a core member of that team this 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 could be it for them so you know a little bit of sadness in there I guess but um, I don't know that a lot of people are really gonna maybe think about that maybe until after the game is over you know they'll have fond memories of of Barkley and and Shepard and whatnot if they are not back next year but that's a little side effect. Really, that's what it's come down to for the Giants in <laughs> yeah. this disappointing season.
1: No, I understand, and I honestly gave that thought last week when the Eagles lost to Arizona. I was thinking to myself, is that the last time Jason Kelsey plays at Lincoln Financial Field? Is the last time you see Fletcher Cox out there? Brandon Graham, Elaine Johnson. I don't think for Lane, more so BG Cox and you know Kelsey. But yeah, Patricia, I thought the same thing last week. I think there's a, some nostalgia and some sadness there when you know veterans that have been with the team for a long time, their careers are winding down. So for sure.
0: Absolutely. And then, of course, the Giants right into the offseason, a lot of work to do. But before we get there, we got a game to play. We've got some matchups to talk about, and we're going to do that coming up next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can sometimes drag us down, leaving us with more questions than answers. Life-changing decisions and events can challenge our coping skills and call our confidence in making decisions into question. BetterHelp can provide you with the guidance you need to become empowered in your decision-making process. BetterHelp is entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you find that your assigned therapist turns out not to be a match, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, dot com slash Locked On. All right, everybody. Welcome back to this crossover edition, Locked On Giants, Locked On Eagles, the Giants host the Philadelphia Eagles in the regular season finale, the 2023 regular season finale. And before we get into matchups, let me tell you just real quick about the new initiative Locked On has going on. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you all day, every day, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel. And, Lou, let's talk about some of the matchups. These Mm -hmm. two teams basically, you know, they saw each other a couple weeks ago. Really not a whole lot of changes in terms of personnel. But what matchups do you think maybe played a bigger role than you thought the first time around that you're really going to be honing in on this time around?
1: Yeah, and I touched on it a little bit in segment one, but I want to dive deeper into it. And, again, I think it's because – Even though the Giants are, I think, an inferior opponent, I think obviously from a roster standpoint, from a record standpoint, I do think the Eagles, their weakness on defense can keep inferior teams in football games. Right now, the second and third level of the defense, it's just not there. The linebackers, they don't have the bodies right now. They lost T.J. Edwards in free agency last year, Kazeer White. The guy they thought was going to be a three-down linebacker, N'Kobe Dean, he's been hurt all year, so they don't have the linebackers. The secondary's banged up. Darius Slay will not probably play in this football game with an ankle injury. James Bradbury, who I'm sure Giants fans are very familiar with, he has been a shell of who he was compared to last year, who he was an all-pro. This year, he's been a massive liability. The safeties have been okay, not as good as last year. So when you look at a team like New York, they need the pass rush to go after a mobile quarterback, regardless of who is starting. And the pass rush just has not been able to carry. They look gassed. They look like they've been carrying overcompensating for the second and third level of the defense all year long. But the fact of the matter is the personnel is the personnel. It's not going to get better. So the pass rush has to get going and They've struggled against mobile quarterbacks this year. So Kyler Murray last week is a prime example of that. So I'm looking at the pass rush. Can they carry this unit and get some stops? It sounds simple, but the key to winning this game is just to get a few defensive stops because the Eagles offense, even with as up and down as the play calling has been, they have got the personnel to consistently score 30-plus. They've done it the majority of the season. And I think that'll be the case again on Sunday. I don't think they'll have problems scoring points. But again, they've allowed a lot of inferior teams to stay in it, especially in the second half because they're scoring. So I don't, again, think the second and third level is going to be much better. But the pass rush, there's no excuse because they have the star power on the interior and on the outside. A veteran combo, rookies, prime players, they have it all. And it's just the results are not there right now.
0: And, of course, for the Giants, you know, we're going to talk about the rushing attack, you know, Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley, They're going to continue to ride him right to the bitter end, but maybe change it up a little bit as opposed to what they did the first time around. And I think, you know, after seeing what the Cardinals did against the Eagles when they upset them, Mm -hmm. maybe borrow a few things that the Cardinals did. For example, the Cardinals uh, used a gap-based rushing attack, which got the ball carriers out on the edge, got them some space. And really, you know, you look at Saquon Barkley's game, that's where he's at his best, when he is out on that edge, when he can get into space. That's when he can really do some damage there. So rather than send him between the tackles where really there's not enough push, that interior of the offensive line hasn't been consistent, I think the Giants maybe look to get yeah. Saquon more out in space and, and attack those edges uh, where the Eagles have maybe had a little bit of you know struggles oh, the last have. few weeks. They definitely so that- have,
1: Patricia. Yeah. So
0: that would sure. definitely be, you know, one thing to do. Now as far as the passing go- game goes, um if I remember correctly, the Cardinals attack the area between the hash marks and the numbers in the passing game on curls, drags, slants, outs, you know, mm-hmm. from the tight end, getting the tight end more involved, you know, Darren Waller is is back, you know, he's been back now for a few weeks. Get him more involved and get set up some of those catch and run opportunities to to maybe take advantage of the struggles that the uh, Eagles have had in their defensive secondary.
1: No, I totally agree. I think when you look at both matchups you talked about, it again highlights focusing on those weaknesses of the Eagles defense. It's the linebackers getting to the edge. Can they hold on in coverage against a Darren Waller? The corners as well. I agree with you. I think that's definitely something the Giants will try to exploit like they did a few weeks ago. I think when it comes to the Eagles' offense, again, I think they're going to put up points. The run game has definitely gotten going a little bit more the last few weeks. They were, I think, struggling for a bit there. Very surprisingly so. This has been one of the best running teams in football over the last three years under Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts at quarterback. They've gotten going over the last few weeks. Jalen Hurts has definitely bounced back the last two games. He had three passing touchdowns against Arizona. But I'm looking at, because Devontae Smith, who suffered that ankle injury last week, probably will not play. They want to get him healthy. So, Patricia, they're definitely going to probably rest him for the postseason. They've been struggling when it comes to other passing targets at receiver. I think A.J. Brown, can he carry in this football game? He's going to get, I think, a heavy dose of targets. Same with Dallas Goddard. But can one of those other receivers step up in place of Devontae Smith? Julio Jones, he did catch two touchdowns last week against Arizona. But before that, he really had only made one play in two months of being with this football team. So Olamide Zaccheaus has been inconsistent. Quez Watkins is in the doghouse right now, justifiably. So can they, again, replace Devontae's production? Because even Dallas Goddard's been injured a lot this year, Patricia. So Smith and Brown have been carrying the majority of the targets in the passing game. Now that number six is going to be out, they're going to need
0: A.J. Brown, but they're going to need their role players to step up as well. And also, you know, just to talk real quick about the defensive side of the ball, the first time around, the Giants relied heavily on pressure packages, trying to force Jalen Hurts into making some mistakes. Didn't really work that well for them. What has worked well, I think, against the Eagles offense is sitting in zone underneath, containing the edges, and just make Jalen Hurts beat you by making those difficult throws that, sure. you know, that that formation brings about. So, you know, he's, he's a top quarterback. Uh, but when he thrives, but he thrives, you know, working the uh, quick game and playing out of structure. So I think, you know, force him to make those difficult throws, maybe do a little bit more cover two, cover four, cover six, and just have defenders come down, cover that flat, and take away the options uh, that Hertz can exploit usually when he has those available.
1: No, I agree. I think another thing is, The Eagles have really been struggling to get the deep ball game going. That's what their bread and butter was in 2022. And if the Giants can limit that deep ball, the Eagles have been impatient at times just trying to win with death of a thousand paper cuts. At times that's what you got to do. You got to run the football. You got to take what the defense gives you underneath the quick passing game. This team needs to utilize the middle of the field more and then let those shots open up. It feels like at times they're trying to force the issue a little bit too much. And again, they need that deep passing game to get going if they want to get to where they want to in the playoffs. But I think that's another thing to definitely watch is how the Eagles do attack in the passing game.
0: And of course, turnovers will be a big thing for the Giants. The Giants defense, when they're able to get some turnovers, they're able to keep it a lot. I think Patricia
1: two weeks ago, as you look at that very strange kickoff fumble that happened, but also the pick six. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's one thing the Eagles have really struggled with this year compared to last year. They're, they have a negative difference differential with turnovers and last year they were in the positive by a lot so that's something again they've allowed worse teams to stay in football games because of
0: overall I mean Lou the Eagles still a loaded roster but just something's Mm. missing this year
1: wouldn't you agree no I again yeah it's a pretty good roster I mean you look at the offense I think the issues have really just been self-inflicted wounds like penalties and turnovers it's been losing Shane Steichen who might you know, very well could win coach of the year over with the Indianapolis Colts, losing him. They took a big step back as a play calling team, but I think the personnel's there on offense. The issue is what's missing is on defense. They lost a lot of their starters last year. They lost both linebackers, both safeties. Their their corners look older and Avante Maddox in the slot was injured all year. So I think the issue really from a personnel standpoint is the defense just doesn't have the same guys as last year. And on the defensive line, You know, Jalen Carter's been great this year. He'll probably win rookie of the year. And, you know, I think Fletcher Cox has still been productive and Jordan Davis is at his moments, but they lost Javon Hargrave, and he was one of the best pass rushing defensive tackles in the league. So I think that's what's missing is they just they didn't really replace a lot of their starters last year very well. And it's tough to do that in a Super Bowl window when those guys cash in elsewhere. But the fact of the matter is, is those guys have not been able to replace the twenty twenty two starters.
0: Yeah, the Giants know all about injuries. Yeah. One, if they're not the most injured team, they are one of the most injured teams this year. So, you know, no sympathy from this end. I understand. All right, I understand. coming <laughs> up next, we're going to give you some predictions and final thoughts on this regular season finale, New York Giants-Philadelphia Eagles-MetLife Stadium on Sunday. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right at back. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, right? So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I've used LinkedIn Jobs to find aspiring writers and editors for the Giants Country site that I run over on SI's Fan Nation. And the process is not only super easy, but a big time saver. Simply add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize whom you'd like to interview and hire. So don't spend time sorting through endless resumes and dead-end leads. Put LinkedIn jobs to work for you today for free by visiting linkedin.com slash nfl. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to this crossover edition, Locked On Giants, Locked On Eagles. He is Lou DiBiase, co-host of Locked On Eagles. I am Patricia Traynuk, the host of Locked On Giants. It is the last crossover edition for Locked On Giants of the 2023 season, but the Eagles don't probably have at least one more, if not, you know, two or three, who knows? (laughs) At least one. at least one. Definitely. I'm not feeling great about
1: two, though, Patricia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I long for the day when I have, when I can sit here and say, "Okay, That's we're going to have another one in the postseason." We had That's it last true. year, but not this year. Giants going home, unfortunately. So, Lou, you know, let's talk about some predictions for this game now. A factor that could play into this game: there's going to be some yucky weather on Sunday. It's in the forecast. Yeah. The weather people are saying that we are going to have the mother of all snowstorms, something that we haven't seen really in the last two years. How do you think that might affect the strategy of both teams? I mean, you know, if you have a whiteout, it's going to be hard to see. Mm -hmm. I mean, so what do you anticipate there? Yeah, I think when you add the weather
1: on top of Devontae Smith being injured and the fact that the Eagles' run game is definitely heating up a little bit over the last few weeks, I think a run-first approach will likely be the case. Plus, you're just trying to maintain a lead. Hopefully, you can build one up in the first half and then really control clock, time of possession. I think that will... Again, because the Eagles normally in the past have been a run-first football team with Hertz and Sirianni, but that's not been the case this year at all. I mean, they are a pass-heavy football team. If the weather is not great and it looks like, as you mentioned, it, it's not going to be, this could be some of the worst weather we've seen in a while for one of these Eagles-Giants games. I think they will definitely look to, on top of the injuries, just trying to stay healthy for the playoffs, maintain a lead, not turn the football over. I think the run game, just let that offensive line carry you through this one against a worse team. I think that'll definitely be the approach.
0: And that, of course, you know, I think plays into the Eagles strengths because you know, when it comes to the trenches, they have beaten the Giants, you know, not just you know their offensive line, but their defensive line have beaten the Giants. And you know, we talked about matchups in the last segment. I'm concerned about the Giants' interior offensive line against that Eagles defensive front. John Michael Schmitz is dealing with a, a leg injury, he's the you know, the Giants center. The guards really haven't played well. Now they're, you know, Tyree Phillips, who had been playing right tackle for Evan Neal, he's done for the year, unfortunately, with a quad injury. So there's going to be Matt Parrick there on the edge. That offensive line has just been an absolute, you know, disaster for the Giants, save for Andrew Thomas, who, by the way, has been gutting out that hamstring issue. So I'm Mm. concerned about the Eagles defensive front. They always bring it with that defensive front.
1: Yeah, I agree. Patricia, I like to do this at the end of our crossover shows, more so than like a score prediction. If you had to say the Giants win because of blank, what would be the reason the Giants win this football game? Uh,
0: Because the Eagles don't show up.
1: I agree. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> no, the, that's the right I
0: approach. <laughs> I, I think I said that. I think I said that on another show, so I should really get a new line. Um. I think if the Giants win this one, it'll be because the Eagles get sloppy with the ball and turn I, it over. I agree. I couldn't agree And the agree Giants more. cash in because, again, the weather's going to be a factor. Now, both teams, obviously, they play in the Northeast, so the weather shouldn't be any you know great shock to either team. But I think the team that does the better job with limiting the mistakes, mm-hmm. and with by mistakes, not just turnovers, but stupid penalties. The Giants last week, ridiculous with penalties. They had... On the last drive alone, I think they had a couple that just wiped out big plays. And you just can't have that. They're not good enough to, uh, to overcome mistakes. Sure. And that is a concern of mine.
1: I agree. And I think for the Eagles, they're a better team. The way they allow these teams back into games is because they make mistakes. Again, a negative turnover differential this year. They've had a lot of games where you see eight, nine, just terrible penalties that have stalled out drives. That's the issue with the offense. Again, they're moving the football this year and the play calling hasn't been great, but there's also times where even at the end of the game against Arizona last week, what put them in such a bind is that terrible 10-yard penalty that put them in a first and 20, put them way behind the sticks. And then the play calling could not overcompensate. And of course the talent couldn't either. So I think again, yeah, it sounds obvious, but for these two teams, I think both, it's very important for them to not play a mistake-filled football game, especially with the weather. And then for me, again, with the Eagles, it's just if you can win in the trenches, I think you should be able to win this football game, even with some of the issues of this roster. If your offensive line can continue to thrive, if your defensive line can finally bounce back in a mismatch, I don't think they should have problems winning this game. But I've been saying that for five weeks now, and this has kind of been the reality of this football team. So we'll see if they can build some momentum heading into the playoffs. God knows they need it right now badly.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, Lou, do you want to take a a shot at a score? Yeah, for
1: sure. I'm going to say I don't think this is going to be a complete blowout. I think the Eagles will control, kind of like last game, they'll control the lead for the majority of it. Hopefully they don't allow the Giants to pull within. You know, the Giants have the ball to end the game, only down by one possession. I don't think that'll be the case again. I think I'll say 30 to 20, and maybe the Giants score later in the game to you know close the gap. But, yeah, I think I'll say 30
0: to 20. All right. 30 to 20. Yeah. Now, according to our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook, the Giants are a five and a half point underdog. This, yeah. The odds are actually a little bit better I'm surprised. than they were from the Christmas well, Day game. I, I don't been. know why, but they yeah. are better. Maybe they're assuming starters aren't playing. Sure. I, possibly. I mean, I, I don't believe that. The Eagles Mix aren't gonna,
1: playing well, though, Patricia. Again, the weather's bad. So I guess I could kind of see where they're coming from.
0: Yeah, but I don't I don't believe Nick Siriana is gonna sit, guys. I mean, no, I'd I be shocked so with that. But um, all right, I'll give you a score prediction. Yeah. I'm gonna say I don't think the Eagles are gonna score 30. I'm gonna Sorry. say uh I'm gonna say 24-13. Okay. Eagles. yeah.
1: I think the Eagles will take that, honestly. Just get a win at this point. I think yeah. any sort of momentum and feel good heading into the postseason is important. But yeah, I could definitely see that.
0: Yeah, I I think you know if the weather's going to be like like you know the forecast is point. claiming, the over under again according to our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook is forty one and a half points. Hmm. Yeah. I I would I can see it being a low scoring game. Yeah,
1: I could see that too for sure. That's the tough part is I mean the Eagles have put up thirty a lot against these worst teams, but yeah, the weather it's really going to we'll see how the weather checks out. I think that's going to be a big variable. Well,
0: hopefully that storm takes a turn hopefully. out to the sea and misses all of us because it sounds like it's going to be a whopper, but if it is, you know, look, it's, it's football weather. You know what are you you yeah. to, right? Absolutely.
1: Sometimes it's fun to be in those environments.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just don't be thrown snowballs or anything. No, like I, I don't think they will. I mean, unless
1: the Eagles lose this football game, then I think you might see them just being thrown. At There'll the, be enough Eagle fans.
0: I'm sure in yeah. the stands, I'm sure a lot of giant fans probably won't show up given that this is, you know, Given the state of the team. But anyway, that's going to do it for this crossover edition of Locked on Giants, Locked on Eagles. We want to thank you for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day. Or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day, be sure to visit Locked on Giants and Locked on Eagles. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, the like button, ring the little bell, click the bell so that you get notifications whenever we post new videos or shorts. Um, Be sure to tune in tomorrow, Friday. I'm going to have um, continue my coverage on the New York Giants as I start to spin ahead to the off season because there's really not much to play for and locked on uh, Eagles Lou DiBiase, and Gino Camilleri they're going to continue to get you ready for Eagles football which is going to continue on and I'm so jealous but anyway <laughs> thank you again for tuning in everybody and we will see you tomorrow on our respective shows